podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. And it's the club, it's a Monday, it's Ray here, your host, and I'm joined by a few guests tonight in the bunker. Pete, how are you doing? How's it going, Ray? How yeah, you? good, good. Uh, Gar, how's it going? Right, how are you, mate? You alright? Good, and we got Phil on decks. How's it going, Phil? Ip. Phil, Ip. <laughs> I think I've been calling them that, yeah? Give me the P! <laughs> a double P tonight. A double P, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so tonight we're going to discuss uh, bits of the Villa game. We're going to have a, a good old debate about VAR because it is the hot topic at the moment. Um, we're going to have a look ahead against uh, to the Genk game um, at Anfield. And then uh, two games in a week at Anfield this week uh, with the uh, the monster game against Manchester City. Um, and um, let's hope Pep doesn't sleep too much this week. I don't think we'll need any uh, hotel alarms being set off. I think he's having enough sleepless nights at the moment. So we'll have a little chat about that. So, um, so look, uh, the Villa game at, at, at the weekend... Um, Pete, third game in a row we go a goal down. Mm. Um, league game that is. Um, having said that, we were in a bit of hole again, in a bit of a hole against Arsenal as well. Um, we get seven points out of those three league games. Um, <clears throat> where do you think we're at? We we talk about the mentality monster bit. Like, do you, do you think we, we're at that stage now where whatever challenge comes our way, we're able to to figure yes. it out almost? I don't want to sound naive, but, you know, I think Klopp has his plan. I think mm-hmm. for the first time in years, I think all of his players have bought into that plan. And it seems to be that it's almost like a religious cult. He just They just continue and keep going and keep going. I mean, look, if you're not watching a game live, you're picking up your phone, you're looking at the possession stats and you're thinking... It's inevitable. Whereas years ago, under Hodgson or under other managers, you'd be thinking, when are we going to concede? Mm-hmm. It's, now it's a case of when are we going to score? You know, and he, he doesn't panic. I mean, my big criticism of Klopp at the beginning was he didn't have a plan B. Mm-hmm. But it's, in fairness, if your plan A is that good, 
stick to it. Players want, I mean, I know when any of us played, you want a consistent message. You don't want to be chopping and changing and think, okay, he's going to go long now. He, he, he's lost faith in this. It's consistent. It's, mm. it's, it's clear. It's direct. And I think he, he's deliberately brought in players who buy in and have that mentality. You look at Virgil van Dijk. He's one of the most confident, not forget about his capabilities as a player, but his demeanour as a man. He's one of the most confident people yeah. I've seen around the club in years. Doesn't seem to have any self-doubts. Mm. Seems to be very, very relaxed. Seems to be the sort of fella. I mean, I remember t- fellas talking about Ruud Hullet, saying, Jesus, he was the sort of fella you want to stand behind in a tunnel before a game. We've got him. Benjamin Dyke seems to be that type of leader. And I think that's, that type of confidence spreads itself around the team. Young lads like Alexander Arnold coming in at the tender age and looking like, you know, I know how good I am. Mm. It's only a matter of time. I mean, one of the Villa players made a, made a point, I think it was Young McGinn, made a okay. point. Um, all Liverpool players were arguing amongst themselves. That's, that's not, it's not the destructive argument that we've had in the past. Vibe. It's yeah. We should be beating these. We yeah. are superior to these. It's getting annoyed. You know, let's just beat them. Mm. And that's what I'm enjoying about watching Liverpool right mm. now. It's the inevitability that has come. Even going into the City game this weekend, you can see that, and I know you were talking about it off the mic, Guardiola's panicking. Mm. He's trying to pull out tricks from his old mentors, trying to get in people's heads, whereas Klopp's just laughing. Yeah. Oh, I like Pep, nice guy. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's just, he's not just not biting. Yeah, know? he's not biting at all, is he? Why would he? Because no. his plan A... Walks. Yeah. He's done it after the game, Pete, which is which is mad, mad carry on. You know, usually managers, Ferguson or you know, managers of the past would have done this on the tours here, the the pre match one. Yeah. Yeah. Well but I he's think done it, so it'd be nearly forgotten about yeah, I, yeah. I think I think with with Klopp though, because his messaging is so consistent and I, this is what I'm trying to get at, it's the consistency of behaviour, the consistency of type of character you've got mm. around. This is something Liverpool have haven't had arguably since Bill Shankly was, in, was, was manager. Yeah. Just this standard. You heard, all heard the stories of him walking around lads like Larry Lloyd, having tours around fellas like that, saying, look at him, lads. It's putting things in people's heads, saying, we are superior to you. Yeah. Liverpool are getting back to that mentality. Again. And I think that mentality guard came across as well in midweek against Arsenal. You know, the five or six young lads who stepped up and were in a hole at 3-1 down the, were able yeah. to ride through it. You've seen Harvey Elliott with his sort of head in his hands when he made that mistake and we went 3-1 down. The, the young lads are following that same trait, aren't they? But it was the younger lads who, who again stood out mm. in, in that game. Mm. I thought Elliott was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. His... his yeah. His arrogance in the game, he, he nonchalant and everything he was doing, as you say, he made a mistake. We didn't go hiding after. No, not at all. And it's very unusual for, for kids these days. You make a point, and I haven't seen that level of arrogance. Do you remember years ago, Manchester United began to play in the Champions League and Paul Scholes, Boris too. I remember him as, as a 17-year-old. And uh, Philip will, will, is better with this. Busquets, I think, was in goal for Barcelona. And he's tried to chip him from 25 yards. Now, he's just gone over the bar. But for a 17-year-old to be doing that shows you the mentality that exists within the squad. It's the same with Elliot. I haven't seen that level of arrogance since Paul Scholes. For me, the present and the future are very bright. And there were people giving out Bruce as well, but the guy was going up and winning headers against their centre-halves. It, it was brilliant. You know, I thought your man off Arsenal was brilliant, by the way. Ma- yeah. Martinelli, I yeah. thought he was absolutely yeah. excellent considering he plays as a wide player. Yeah, two good and in fairness, he scored in goals in the Europa League and, and the Cup, but you know, he was very good, but all the kids mm. impressed. I was always class, as I said earlier on. I like that, mate. Yeah. Miles. I wish he played for us. Play him a right back. 
play Trent in midfield where I'd like to see him to be honest. I like him with a kid at Roy Fall there's a lot of lobbying for Trent to be moved on into, into midfield but I, for me at the moment I'm just enjoying the fact that we've got you know a, a, a kid who's come through the ranks a local kid um, on one side and then a fellow who costs like £8.50 <laughs> on the other side yeah. do you know what I mean like I, I, and they are like as a tandem something to behold I mean you see the crossfield ball go from Trent to to, to Robertson, we've all, we've already seen, you know, one one assist the other in a goal. You know, it's just they're just they're just on another we level, aren't they? For about forty million to hold, did we? Robertson for eight fifty. You're listening now. It's funny. Ray makes the point about the fullbacks. You're listening to managers talking about after being beat by Liverpool. Usually. Oh, we made a plan, you know, to stop the fullbacks because we believe we squeezed the fullbacks that you know we can we can contain them, and it just didn't. Something else came from somewhere else. It's just, it's fantastic to see. Can we talk about a little bit of negativity? And that was the bit of negativity that creeped in when Lalana's name was on the team sheet. Um, anyone, anyone in that in that camp? Or I mean, the the first thing was I think it was obvious he was gonna he was gonna play. You know, cautious with the Fabinho situation. Um, he, he he had Lalana, he had uh, Cater, he had Oxley Chamberlain as options. He went with Lalana. I think some of it comes back to this trust and this mentality, yeah. and the fact that he is one of you know he's one of he's one of Klopp's kind of go to guys in certain so moments right. in the season. Do you I know what I mean? Very very fit. Mm. Yeah, the weekend a, he looked really fit. He was always looking for the ball. He never went hiding. Never gave it away. And which in, in that short, if you're wearing six, the key is not to give it away. And he didn't. And we've hammered him. Yeah, and we've hammered him here. But he, he was always taking over possession. He was his retention mm. is very good, as we mm. know. He's sort of like genie in that way. They never really, get, rarely give mm. the ball away in fairness. Mm. But he just kept taking the ball over. And he's as we we spoke about a few minutes ago. These players all are designated a role within this team. Mm. He's not in there to score goals from midfield. Mm. He's given a role, right? Get the ball, keep go it wide to the full backs, keep it, mm. keep it in the middle. Henderson will do the same. He'll cover positional wise. Genie the same at times. And people don't think about. People want them if they're scoring fifty goals. The problem, probably not yeah, going to happen. The problem with a lot of Liverpool fans is, and you know, I hate to slate, you know, fellow fans, but they look at Jordan Henderson, for example. And they, they just see he's not Steven Gerrard. So I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And this is the problem. This is the, the, the crux of the problem. Hmm. Adam Lalana, it's not the player that we thought we were getting from Southampton who's gonna do a Cruyff turn and, you know, be 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 pitching in with fifteen, sixteen goals. Hmm. Maybe the manager said, Listen, you know, you're thirty one now. Um, and I don't want you to take that kind of tactical gamble on the ball. I want you to keep it ticking over because he's tidy in possession. Well, so remember, P, when, when Klopp did come at first, he was he was Klopp's go-to goal. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in that Dortmund sort of mm. profile, he, he did he, all the deep runs. He pressed from that from mm. that deeper midfield role and then Mane and whoever would hop on the mistakes in from, from centre-halves and right-backs. Right and it probably was his downfall because obviously his injury started yeah, coming because yeah. he was doing that distances and Klopp has obviously changed things up and we don't play like that, you know, in the last year and a half. And it's probably been his downfall. Yeah, probably. His, his first he season becomes he was a, a very victim, good for Klopp. A victim of his own success, yeah. really. But he was look at what he was surrounded with in yeah, the dressing yeah. room. With all respect, I mean, the only player that I take <laughs> back that from that 11, I take Coutinho back, unlike other fans. <laughs> yeah. But the rest, I'd kind of say, you know, like, you know, Joe Allen and people like that. You know, you kind of, it's you know, you're not surrounded by. Yeah, he's got a favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're just, 
you're all, you're all, you're not I'd still have Joe Allen over fucking Keita and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Keita. Keita's our Pogba. You know, because you know me, Philip. I slate United fans for being, living the real. Yeah, oh, he won the World Cup for France. I'm sorry, is the World Cup on display at Old Trafford? It isn't. Uh, Popo was an absolute flop. And I'm sorry, Keita is going down the same route. He might have t- set the world on fire for uh This Leipzig. is coming as news to Phil. He's but, never mentioned once yeah. that uh, this he, fella he's, might he's, be a flop. He's done nothing for us. He's done no- <laughs> Lalana's done more. Pete, were you not reading on Twitter? <laughs> Do not slay on, on Twitter after the game the weekend. Um, <laughs> We've just lost 500 uh, followers uh, there, Pete. Uh, a Twitter user said that uh, Keita came on and changed the game the weekend. Oh, Lord. Lord. Yeah, there's plenty of that going about. The stats yeah, going about that that, where, that, that, that that we've sort of, with Keita on the pitch, we've won games. Listen, eight, we've listen, won, we've scored eight goals. Yeah. How good was Ox when he came on again? Mm-hmm. Listen, energy, mm-hmm. he braced the Lions, which is something that we, we need weakness, that in that game one, as well. Can, can, can I just stop? Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still on the Keita bit? <laughs> no, he's, got, he's, got, he's Chamberlain. He's another problem. No, 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 no. Keita changed the game. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, so, no. Uh, a Twitter user uh, put up a, a little blog to say Keita. So that's that's the <coughs> team. for all the. So we won that Keita game two. We won that game two 0 while Keita was on Keita. the pitch. That was, that's, that's what that was sorry, a happenstance. Rather than a consequence. Okay, he was on for <coughs> five minutes. He was eighty fifth minutes up. This is a team that should have had four penalties and a yeah. disallowed goal at this stage. Yeah, had seventy five percent possession and had twenty six shots on goal. Mm. Changed the game because mm. that all happened in the last. Three yeah, minutes yeah, exactly. of well, look, The only thing I'll say about the game at, at the weekend, and, and, and Ray, this is why I, I didn't really want to get involved in the conversation because <laughs> <laughs> we won. Oh, shocks! <laughs> That's devastating. <laughs> now, th- I, I sat here last week and you said, What do you think of the Villa game? and I said, It doesn't matter. We turn up, we win, mm-hmm. right? For 93 minutes, it looked like we weren't going to win. For 87 minutes, it looked like we weren't even going to get a draw out of the game, and I was just mm-hmm. there going. This is a, this is stupid by us. Yeah. It's stupid that we've yeah. given away. We we didn't turn up for the first fifteen minutes and potentially threw away the game. We never it's, do. It's it. stupid that we're putting ourselves in a position where we're having to show this mentality, this relentless winning mentality. It's stupid that we're putting ourselves in that position when, in reality, those teams once we turn on the dial at, at minute fifteen, sixteen. Two nil at half time. They don't live with us. And no, normally we score before. Like, but, but he normally we score before. Oh, we've seen this. We fall behind. We score before half time. We come out and we put another two or three goals in the second yeah. half. And that's the way the season's been going on. And we've been honest saying that's great. But the really strong positive of the last week's football: ninety minutes plus five. Divock Origi <laughs> does a Ronnie Whelan to get an equaliser against <laughs> yeah. Arsenal. Right? Okay. No, seriously. Ninety plus four. Yeah. Kate just sticks his head in. And I said that the bit that Kater Money. Money. No, no, Kater because he said he came <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. right. He did change the game. He changed the game because he took the corner, flicked uh, on the header, and if you're watching carefully, Kater was chasing the ball in at the back post as well because <laughs> he changed the game. But, but that that got, that winning goal by Mane is huge because, and I, I'll say it as well. Like it's just that psychological impact you have on every other team. This mm. is what why teams hated playing Ferguson's United team. Mm. Because everyone knew what was coming. You could be winning at eighty five minutes yeah. and they were going to get at least two mm. guilt dead chances before the end of the game. And they take one mm. and the likelihood is they're going to take two. Yeah. And they they won't get just two. 
that in itself is worth four chances. Well, the the yeah. big factor is the fitness too. The lads, I mean, lads that we play against are working so hard to stop us for 80 of those minutes. They're, even Barca, I mean, it's incredible. We're having to work so hard, looking for someone else to do the work. You know, you can see their midfield looking for Busquets to do the work. Looking for, then all of a sudden, 80 minutes come and they're absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Mm. So oh, that's when, but Liverpool, after 80 minutes, mm. it's like w watching an under-15s against an under-8s. Mm. Sometimes, that's the difference in fitness mm. and the difference in just, you know, quality. Nothing is going out of play. Lads are still, Liverpool lads are still knocking the ball around little corners. You know, that first fight minutes those touches they're still doing that on 85 mm. minutes we're not still lumping it forward are we at, at 92 sticking like, to are the, we sticking to the plan A <laughs> sticking to the plan A whereas years ago you would have been sticking on, to the man A St exactly <laughs> Stick, they would have been throwing <laughs> on, like, throw on exactly, or throw on Andy Carroll yeah. know, let me see what happens no 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 we got, we're going to stick to this and and it works. It's working. Mm. It's working. There's been a lot of plaudits about the fullbacks, and you were just saying in terms of the, the switch of play and the whole lot. And I was delighted Robertson got his goal. I genuinely was. Oh, yeah. because yeah, from him. yeah, he puts mm. in so much mm. effort in every game, and it's great seeing it. But look, you know, we won that game. There was a question mark in here should we play Firmino? For being for or not, right? And I, yeah. was, I was on the play him because. I wanted to go in regardless into the City match with a six point a six point advantage, right? Mm. Because you come out of that game without without being beaten. I know people don't like this, but you come out without being beaten and you've still got a six point advantage. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the way you gotta take in. Now as it turns out, Klopp goes the other way, he says, No, fuck it, I'm gonna rest him because I believe that the squad is deep enough and strong enough to get me through this game. Mm. He's proved right in the end. Just he's proved right in the end he is yeah. do you know what I mean he so is. he's proved right in the end he's played two games since the last league game Fabinho doesn't play he's got two wins on the bounce even though one is, it, is, is the league cup or whatever it is he's got two wins he goes into the City game you've also got a much more rested Fabinho oh, yeah, people yeah. forget about this he's been playing like Van Dijk and like the other lads non-stop yeah. do you know why it's so important though, Philip? Fabinho even going forward even those cheeky little balls, someone was talking about, I don't know who it was, talking about cheeky little balls over the top, through the box. With Manchester City not having a recognised centre-back, Fabinho will cause mayhem mm -hmm. with that type of it's that cheap little ball. intelligence. We always, always talk about it here. It's mayhem. Like Andy Young on the golf course and that little chip, <laughs> chip, chip ball that, that he does to the full-backs all the time. It's, it's, it's a brilliant pass. He always, it's always comes off. I've never seen... And I know Andy's going to touch on this. So if I'm Pep Guardiola, I'm thinking, do I play John Stones or do I just remain panicking? Because I wouldn't want to play him. But he's that young kid playing a left, left full now. He'll be out injured, I think, is it? As if Jenko's gone. Fair Germain got an assist the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So look, we'll come back. We'll come back to the city game in a minute. We'll we'll look forward to. Um, well, one one last thing: the the the, the winning goal. Yeah, I, I heard on one of the commentaries that it, it, they kind of they described it almost like it happened by accident that that Mane puts that ball in the back, and of the then he gets a kick in the face. Yeah. It was some. <laughs> it was some. It was some finish, wasn't it? Mm, it yeah, really was yeah. some header. But well, that's a, that's a, a training ground routine, yeah. obviously. Yeah, getting across the front post. It's a classic. It's a, again. It's the sort of thing that tired minds get caught out on. Yeah, yeah. From a, from a car, he's I, in goal and he's screaming at me to not get cut, ran across on the front post. If I've we're conceding a goal at Leinster senior level. That, 
questions are being asked but the tired minds again I know yeah. I think Villa must have thought you know with that free kick going out for a corner they must have mentally thought that, that they got the point That's pretty it. much we'll you just know defend what I mean? this high and it's just done. get this just just head of this away and it's it, it's, it's great kind head of though, right? in fact oh. when he gets for a small goal he gets a fair amount of headers doesn't he yeah, he, misses, yeah. he missed a couple of headed chances in the previous couple of games he always yeah. is willing he never goes hiding with his head look you know yeah. he had a great to, over the years he, he, just not bothered. he had a great chance that he Heaton's uh, saved as well yeah. earlier mm. earlier on in the game good goalkeeper well <laughs> uh, no genuine question right most of the narrative around the game at the weekend is purely about refereeing okay mm. uh, does, does, does this sort of veil of VAR you mentioned it there right like you can talk about the performance and we talk about resilience and the mental resilience right you can talk about the fact that we had 74% possession we had 26 shots on gar- target we had a disallowed goal we had two penalties that should have been given potentially three penalties mm, yeah. there's one for me there's one on hand Salah ever. there's one handball and actually there's, the, there's, the, there's the, also the Mane one that he goes down right but ultimately it all comes back to refereeing yeah. right, right. can I just say one thing <coughs> yeah. on the refereeing right because I, I want to point one thing out because there was one piece of absolutely brilliant refereeing from John Moss uh, at the end of that game so just in the lead up to the goal mm. the second goal there's, there's, there's the foul on Oxley Chamberlain mm. and he lets the chance move on mm. for, 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 for a few seconds and then he gives the foul mm. and actually that ultimately contributes massively to us winning mm. the game mm. so like calling that calling that out it was an excellent piece of refereeing because Trent then hits the hits the, the free kick goes out for a corner we score from a resulting well, corner don't you think Ray it's an indictment on refereeing at the moment when you're saying you're seeing a pretty routine piece of advantage play yeah and you're saying oh isn't that absolutely yeah <laughs> I know because everything there's referee. so much shite around exactly. you know what's going on ultimately and we think that we think that VAR is gonna kind of bail um referees mistakes but actually what it's doing is it's doubling down isn't well, it the problem with VAR it's very simple the technology is fine the yeah. problem is is the people behind it as long yeah. as it's human driven and if it's a referee's representative making the decision referees like any organisation are going to we talked about this off air they're going to circle their wagons and they're going to support each other yeah. there's at least got to be an independent qualified but independent decision maker yeah. in that box making that decision yeah. I mean we saw something that was very embarrassing fellas moving lines until you Ridiculous. know Firmino's armpit was offside I mean for the Premier League to issue a statement an hour after the game talking about an armpit mm. that's how low it's gone mm. lads I've said this I say it to Philip every week on Twitter the key is Philip. The bloke in the questionable pink suit. Which, 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 which one, Pete? <laughs> accountability. Number 26. <laughs> Where's the accountability? I mean, the, uh, there is no accountability a, because no. the fella who's doing all of that nonsense the next day is refereeing a match. Well, like, yeah. there's, you know. But a, a, a can, I, can I. There's, there's one bit, because, like, I'm going to be straight, right? The, I, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm, I'm struggling to buy into corruption or conspiracy or. I just think it's complete incapability. It I think it's, it's it's just a lack of being a good referee in England for whatever reason, right? The, the, this circling of the wagons, this refusal to be able to accept criticism or accountability mm. for their decisions and the reason why they do certain things in a match. Mm. That to me is the fundamental issue that we have here. We have a system that, that should be about recognising mistakes, errors, and all that type of stuff in the game, right? But mm. instead, we have the proviso that there has to be a clear and obvious error by the gobshite on the pitch, right? Yeah. If our overrules the gobshite on the pitch, it means that he's the gobshite on the pitch. Now, when you take one of the fellas that are in the pitch and you put him into the box 
or you put his linesman into the box with him and they're the ones making the decision, you still got the same gobshites that are on the pitch only in a box Yeah. who will now not overrule their mate on the pitch because it's prime time television. Yeah. What they need to do is they, for, the first thing they need to do is remove referees and linesmen from the decision making yeah. yeah, they need to have yeah. specific TMOs they need to have specific things which is separate from the group of yeah. people yeah. See, that's, of this is you with your American sports yeah. hat on I pay attention <laughs> when you're not talking about Liverpool you're talking about that statistics driven nonsense sport that you stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning to watch in fairness <laughs> though, you've got a point but you've got a point yeah. there's, a, there's a, a level of tiering and there's no no one takes it personal. It goes to the TMO referee mm. accepts. Mm. I'm human. I couldn't see that. Mm. So the TMO seen it, and let's call it. And it's seen it what you've got to remember <laughs> though is what you, we, we in England we've got this long history now of poor refereeing. You know our pro, our our top. A referee who would represent us at champ, major championships and stuff like that. Since they went Graham pro. Paul, yeah. yeah. Useless Howard mm. Webb, yeah. useless. It, I don't even think we managed to get a referee go to the last um, major championship because there wasn't anyone good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I think I say this touch and wood, but I think Michael Oliver is Are starting you? to. <laughs> 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 Are they real hands on the desk? I think, Mike, I, think, I think Michael Oliver is starting to grow into someone who is a competent referee, and we've yeah. got. Him for the game this coming weekend against City. So when I was thinking of who the ref, who the logical choice for for a showcase game that's going to go around the world this weekend would be, he was the first person who popped into my head. To be fair, yeah. so let's hope this weekend isn't the shit show because the last thing that any of us want, um, I'd say, City and Liverpool fans, is this just to be an absolute. You know, yeah. a game that's completely dominated by VAR. Speak at the end of it, Pete and Gary. You're involved in coaching, and Pete, you've been involved. You were involved in playing, and, and even with players around it. But like the next bit, I want to get to right. It's not just the separating the referees from the guys who are in the box making decisions. Yeah. The next bit is utilize technology. I've got this is my three point plan to solve the VAR issue and make it what we want it to be, which is an improvement on match day standards, right? The next bit is use technology. Don't just use your eyes, right? Mm. So in a goal line situation, they go to Hawkeye. Yeah. Right? And they can make the Hawkeye decision within a fraction of a second to tell you whether the ball is over the line oh, no, no. or not over the line, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody can tell me why in that instance or in any of the offside instances. Once they freeze framed it, mm. why can't they go to Hawkeye? Yeah, let the AI make Why the decision, can't they go yeah. to Hawkeye where it's basically above the players, they know where the players are on the pitch and in the trajectory on the pitch, and that will rule it out once and for all. If the defender and the Hawkeye there is slightly in front of the um, centre forward, he's onside. And if, if, the, if, the, uh, if the player, the part of his body that can score, is in front of the defender, he's offside. Well, Philip, you're mm. touching on something there, and it's fundamental. Hawkeye technology is there to decide whether a ball's over the line. Mm. Every, you and I, Gar mm. and I, we both agree, all of us agree, ball's over the line, it's over the line. Mm. We know what defines that. Mm. The problem is the depth, well, how a referee or how a group of referees define offside varies from referee to referee. But it shouldn't because they've made the rule black and white, mm. right? The, and the rule is black and white. Before there was the element of because they couldn't keep up with the game, it was, you were to give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, to the attacker right? Mm. They've removed the benefit of the doubt when VAR is involved because, the, because they're able to make the decision is he in front or is he behind? And it goes back to what the original offside law was, was black and white, right? So once you're down to a black and white rule and on the pitch, it's simple. Mm. If you've got Hawkeye 
go to Hawkeye and you can do but this removes again the idea that somebody has to look at a video to establish whether you're, whether you're onside yeah. or offside here the beep he's gone use yeah. the technology and that can be done in fractions of seconds mm. the, you, in reality the decisions that go to somebody in a box mm. should be limited to the tackles mm. should be limited mm. to things where it isn't quite clear and it will never be clear there's always going to be a matter of grey like you go back to say the, the, the man I won where he gets booked for diving it is possible to be booked for diving and still get a penalty you can still be booked for simulation because the contact didn't bring about the dive that went on. That you've gone and produced. Yeah, it's yeah. a strange one that for me. It is. Strange one that for me. You can still be booked for simulation, but it's still a penalty. Mm. So when they show from the other angle, they obviously aren't looking at all the angles. Mm. And a thing at the very start of the season was that they only had six angles to review. Yet Sky has 25 different angles mm. on every mm. game. So that's about. So point number two on the VAR, right? Yeah. If you want to make it, remove the match day officials from the box use every bit of technology to improve your decision-making capability because once you remove the grey area on the pitch, you get consistent right decisions, mm-hmm. right? And, and you remove this idea that there could be a conspiracy or that they're making it up as they go along or that they don't know when to come in and go out, right? Well, you get football in absolutes, which is what you're talking about there. Yep. You're talking about four and five penalties a game mm-hmm. because if you look at the lead-up to Mane's goal on Saturday... <clears throat> if that goal's not given out, I'm not saying other decisions w- would have been given. But first of all, Mane gets a kick to the face, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is illegal. <laughs> and at least a free <laughs> he, kick. He which did it a few, few years ago when he got sent off. Second of all, <laughs> Virgil van Dijk and uh, I think it's Roberto Firmino's jerseys are being held, I think by Tyrone Mings and somebody else mm-hmm. from the back. In fact, I think someone's got their arm around uh, someone's neck. Firmino's neck mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. hand on Virgil mm-hmm. van Dijk's mm-hmm. jersey. Yeah. That's a foul. So you're talking about Maybe four and five penalties a game, but so be it. People are moaning about. Not we enough. spoke about this last week or week before it's last, yeah. in, in regards of you know incidents in the boxing. Feel it was, was feel who touched on it again. If you start doing it now, it cuts it out. Mm-hmm. It ends it. One hundred percent. But what you find in those situations is what one in about every thirty gets called and then everyone's shocked when it does get called yeah, do you know what I mean do it, stamp it now mm. do it and someone someone and a referee is not going to do it because mm. he's going to be castrated for it mm. someone one ref or where if it can be done needs to go right lads that's a penalty penalty yeah. penalty penal. the only time you're 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 called, you play guy you know this if I'm a centre forward and that's what I was when I started I'm, you weren't. If so, well, not, not much of one. You're but, a goalkeeper. So, yeah, and I started well, as a left you, back. You ended me as a goalkeeper. <laughs> That's another story right there. But he ended me at 11. I was heartbroken. But I found out I could do other things. But if you were to send a phone in a box or whatever, and someone's got a hold of you, it's the attempt to get away from him. Someone sees the jersey stretching, and then you'll get the decision. That's the only time you'll but ever Especially get. now, as players are more prone to diving. Yeah, well. It's gonna get. It's only gonna get worse and worse and worse. And I, I listened to a uh, talk sport today, and they're talking about simulation and all, all the calls the weekend. And obviously, Mane was was subject to it as well. Mm. Harry Kane is gets away with every week. Mm, it's never never it's, discussed. Anything. When Harry Kane does it, it's an intelligent use of the body. When Mohammed <laughs> it's that brown boat is going down <laughs> in the box again. Let's let's call a spade a spade. It I, I was gonna. I, I, I think about this last night. And it, you know, how do you spin it without offending people? There is no way to offend it. It's just racism. I mean, I look at people like Alan Shearer, you know, commenting, you know, there's some of the friends I have. I'm not into racism, obviously. But, you know, you look at, I don't know how Ian Roy can sit in a studio with Alan Shearer sometimes. Mm. Because he's going on about Harry Kane. Look at how strong he is. Look at how intelligent he is. Running across his man, drawing the foul. 
then Mohammed Salah. This is terrible. We've got to, you know, these people. We've got to stamp over. it out. We've got to stamp it <laughs> out. Coming into our country, coming in, <laughs> taking our I mean, jobs. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, it's blatant, blatant racism. But they it's won't. But it's interesting because they won't call it. They don't call Sterling. They, they used to call Sterling a diver. They've stopped calling him a diver, yeah. right? Mm. Since he he brought up the stuff in the mail, and then it's mm. also. I think it's more xenophobia. And, and I've always I've well, always yeah. backed this that the idea He's that English, English yeah. players don't dive, yeah. and anyone brought up in the English game. Doesn't dive, doesn't dive, right? But yeah. anyone that, that's coming from the continent brings the dark arts and wants to dive. So then, then Perez, is, Perez was the worst diver in the world. Mane <laughs> is now being tagged with it in terms of, a di- uh, yep. in terms of a diver. Salah has been branded as it. They've right. said it about Firmino at, at times as well. They, yeah, Ronaldo yeah. was bad. Ronaldo was well, a terrible Daniel diver. James is the worst diver I've seen. Oh, in some, years. Uh, some yeah. of the stuff he was up to against Liverpool. As I mean, well, I'm not saying because he's a Manchester United yeah, player, yeah. but it's it's like he's coached on it. Yeah, and because this yeah. is a Championship player, so. I mean, I didn't, you know, he's pure pace. He's like an Olympic sprinter. But it looks to me like, I don't know if he had that reputation at Swansea, but it looks to me like someone's coached that into him, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. But the, the, the other final point on the VAR thing. Yeah. Right. Apart from this, uh, about to just turn into like, you know, when you're on a fruit machine and you land on the question right. mark. Yeah. And you're just going to, you're just going to press the button and it's just going <laughs> to make a decision and that's going to be it. That's because no, it's going to get. Well, to me, to me, to me, like, uh, uh, I have a 10 point plan to get to sort out robot. We'll stick to three on, on, on the VAR side, okay. right? Um, the, the whole point of having the VAR is use it consistently. Mm. And when I say that, it's not just for incidents in the box, mm. right? Where there is a. If somebody gets hacked down 30 yards outside their own goal, right? And, and, and this is not in, in relation to the Gomez thing or anything like that. But if somebody gets hacked down 30 yards outside the goal, it's the same as if they get taken down the box. Mm. If somebody gets taken down the box and the ref misses it, right? Then VAR has to intervene. If somebody is, is if somebody's cut off the ball, VAR has to intervene. It can't be inside the box. Mm. And the application of the handball rule, again, it's the application of the laws mm. of the game consistently and across the whole pitch. Yeah, right? Even with the Sun decision yesterday, that, what annoyed me about that one was he didn't intentionally go for that to happen right, to Gomez. Mm-hmm. That's, didn't have that in the locker. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute freak accident, right? And Atkinson pulls out the yellow card mm. and then VAR intervenes and tells him, no, that was a dangerous challenge and he's broken his ankle and he gets a red card instead. So was it straight red, was it? It wasn't a second mm-hmm. yellow? Straight, no, no, straight, no, straight red. He did the whole motion thing. To yeah. And I think decision. that's, I personally, right, it wasn't a red card. No, no, no. It was a no. cynical foul, but it wasn't oh, a cynical gosh, foul. No, wasn't it wasn't it, the right? type of foul. I just foul. thought he got two yellows, to be honest. Yeah. It wasn't okay. a reckless. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a difference between a cynical fail, which is a yellow card, and a reckless challenge, yeah, yeah. which can be a straight red. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's like the one I saw somebody put up thing. How is this? This is ruining the game. He goes and wins the ball. He goes in off the ground. With his feet. I think it was a Norwich player actually. He went mm. in off the ground with a stud shown. He wins the ball all right, but that's the type that if he's a half a second late, oh, he's breaking and your man takes, yeah. He's taking a yeah. man's ankle. You know. Yeah. But the, and it's those reckless ones. All I want, Ray, it's it's a simple thing, right? Remove the refs from the from the box. Yeah. Use technology to its fullest yeah. and apply it across the pitch and at yeah. any point in the game. Yeah. Not where there's you know, an error. It's funny to back your point up. Tottenham Hotspur will appeal that red card mm-hmm. and they will win. I'd say so, yeah. So what does that say? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They, they've gone to VAR, they've made the decision and they've decided, whatever. 
But they will they will appeal that decision and they'll appeal it to To me, the major, as mm. I said to you earlier, mm. the major point of imp- impact to me that I see is Aurea coming. Mm. Um, mm. yeah. the damage already. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, other, the other aspect for me that drove me mad through the week was obviously, you know, the VAR gods conspiring against us again because there's a the, the goal, the first Arsenal goal is blatantly offside. Mm. And guess what? There's no VAR in place. So and no lines. That's the other thing that <laughs> that's the other thing that does my head in, to be honest with you. The fact that it's not, you know, it's not in no, Arsenal are a comedy show at the moment. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're conspiring against themselves. It's incredible. It's great. It's incredible. It? Yeah, to be honest with you, because for years we had no choice but to applaud the t- I mean, I went to Highbury years ago when I lived in London to, and I saw them more at Bolton. I mean, JJ O'Cotter, for me, was the best player in the park. But it was like it was like a scripted theatre. They were that good. Mm-hmm. And I remember them coming to Anfield later that season, destroying us. I think Henry got two or three. And again, our supporters had to clap them off the park. That's how good they were. So I kind of enjoyed this. You looked the other night, lads. As soon Ozil was absolutely ridiculous the other night on the mm-hmm. pitch. He was running the show. And as you say, a joke shop. Mm. Emre pulls him off. Mm. And Arsenal fall to bits. The, in the, problem, the, the problem with coaches. That's the joke. The problem with coaches like Emre, and you know this from being a coach, you walk into a dressing room, and Philip will tell you from being a, a decent goalkeeper, you walk into a dressing room, you get a manager. Philip, you play for Mick Bourne, and I know yeah. Mick. Mick will walk into the dressing room and Emery's doing it. Listen, this is my philosophy. This is what I want everybody to do. So what he's doing immediately is he's backing himself into a corner. So if anybody's got anything different about them and they do things in a different way, yeah. he's got to go. Yeah. Because six or seven players are going to go, Pete Smith's a gobshoy. Mick's a gobshoy because he hasn't applied this to Uzzle. Sometimes you have to say, listen, guys, we have a couple of special individuals in the dressing room. So you... Gendouzi or whoever you're going to do work that he's not going to do to enable him to, to, to keep us higher up the park for longer that's good coaching mm-hmm. the problem with guys like Emery they have a plan a blanket plan and if you don't fit into that plan that's it you're gone the problem is that works when you're winning like mm-hmm. under Jose Mourinho mm-hmm. he had a plan if you didn't fit you were gone but when, when you're not winning games people are going well look at Ozil he could be torn games for us, mm-hmm. and that's why Arsenal they've won, they've won uh, finger on the trigger. He's gone. If somebody else shows an interest, if Jose Mourinho says yes, he's gone. Is that the right decision? Maybe no, maybe he deserves well, it. You touch on that from a coaching point of view there. If you look at the what, what Klopp has done with his functioning midfield, and as much as people give out about being a Brexit midfield, I know we've often spoke about <laughs> it here at times. Yeah. It's a functioning midfield. It is a functioning midfield. Henderson yeah. is in there for a reason. We've seen him pop up at right mid the last few weeks a, a, a bit more to, to cover. Throw Lallana in. Throw Lallana in. Lallana in the six. Absolutely sensational. You can't have two fullbacks to contribute 20-odd assists without a midfield like ours. I mean, those guys are getting through miles and miles. Yeah. The, the, the biggest sign of Liverpool's success for me right now is the amount of top sides who are failing and trying to trying to sorry I'm, I'm not it's a professional but, <laughs> but trying to imitate the minute Solskjaer got his permanent job he decided I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'm, pardon me for using language I'm going to run the bollocks out of these guys hmm. and I'm going to try and get up to Liverpool's uh, fitness stats that doesn't work no. you've got to, it, that takes time you've got to, you walk into a dressing room and say guys I'm going to change the way we train going to change the way we eat going to change the way we play you guys in the middle of the park are going to do 13 kilometres a game whether you like it or not because that's the way I want it because I want my fullbacks to have that freedom to play the 80-90 yard game and yeah. not get punished in behind that's what Klopp does Solskjaer wanted to do that in six weeks and now he's got half a squad because mm-hmm. they're all injured but look we move on we're on to Genk uh, tomorrow night Genk Genk, Genk. 
Genka gang. Genk. I'm worried about that. Shite. Oh, yeah. I'm worried about it. Potential letdown yeah, yeah. game in American football speak. Worried about that. Um, we we'll make big changes. I think you make five or six changes tomorrow. Do you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Uh, the midfield's the one that interests me tomorrow. So do you think he reverts back to the you know the fans' midfield? Mm. Oxlade-Chamberlain, Cater, and take your pick from the rest? I think Lenana starts. Do you? Again? Yeah, yeah I don't My think word. Fabinho doesn't I think, start. I think doesn't, that's the ultimate uh, meltdown. Yeah, yeah. Nabi Kit-Kat. L- Lallana and <laughs> Sherevella, Sher- <laughs> because he came on and changed the game last week against Arsenal. <laughs> Henderson starts. Henderson, yeah. And Boynaldum. That's uh, yeah. I can't see him starting Milner. I think he the the two the South Korean lad and the Japanese lad whose names I don't remember. They ran us ragged. Is that not Minamoto? Yeah, something like that. And Minamino. They ran us ragged. That two Pokemon there. <laughs> they ran us ragged. I'm t- I'm confused now. Didn't they play for Salzburg? I don't. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Genghis Grand in Salzburg in the head. <laughs> they have the kids. So they're and they're living in my head rent free. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried. They, they are. They are. Grand, yeah. Listen, Genghis we can play. The, we can play the nineteen tomorrow. We can play the nineteen. So they had a, they had an African lad up front, um, um, who got a couple of chances again. Did he? He scored a goal offside. The big tall fella. Yeah, yeah. He, and but, but they they literally went to try hit the ball over the top. They knew we'd have all the possession and hit the ball over the top. And we had it. The problem when you play Keita is that you don't get the defensive coverage because he's only a second phase player, <laughs> unlike Joe Allen, <laughs> who was also a second phase player. Um, we he's gave not, up. He's not Joe Allen. To be fair, Genk actually had a few had a few chances in that game. Start. We looked uh, quite open, right, didn't we? I know we won the game ultimately. We didn't take them seriously, though. This is no. this is this is your classic. Clunker. Mm. Yeah. This is your clunker. This is the game in between the game that you need to get up for and the game that you knew you had to win. Yeah. So if you look at, say, coming up at this weekend, you got LSU and Alabama. LSU had to get over their, their match <laughs> at the last weekend, right? Yeah. Because it's a real head to head in the SEC, right? Yeah. So now they're looking at it. This is, this is, this is all you have to do is get over this clunker. It doesn't matter how you get the three points. You get no. the three points. Yeah. Scrappy 1-0. Yeah, scrappy 1-0 and you mm. set up your decider against Salzburg in the yeah. next game and then yeah. the Napoli game becomes irrelevant, irrelevant. In, in, yeah. in the group stages. Yeah. Right? Hopefully because... But, but that's, that, that's how you need to approach it. Yeah. Do your business, get out, but do I'm your business. But I'm worried about Salzburg. That's, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about Salzburg. I'll tell you why, because if we go and beat Genk and we more or less solidify ourselves, if, if Napoli get a result out of Salzburg, the gap becomes massive and they need two favours as opposed to one favour to get out of the group, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at saying, do your business against Genk. The problem we had was that we had that dodgy spell in the middle of the group stages that took it down to the last game and we mm-hmm. don't want that. Yeah. We're at home, you don't fuck up, you get your three points, you get out of town and you yeah. move on to City for the, for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all what you do. It, like you were saying, who do we play? There's ta- he's talking about playing Gomez and, and the and the fullbacks. I think if you do make you too many changes... Is, do you think this is a, p- a potential game where you give Van Dijk a rest? Yeah. Yeah, for me, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm resting Van Dijk. Being injured. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I would say we just can't afford to lose. Mm. It's anything. He goes over, he rolls up. Sometimes I'm looking at Van Dijk in the warm-up, mm. you know, and I'm thinking, oh, he's, he's, you know, he stretched himself a little bit close to the, to the advertising hoard. definitely it's one of the MP who plays through injuries 100%. Mm. Or you say the guy does be battered. And well, he, he pulled out a lot of games for Southampton. Yeah. Pulled out a lot of games for Celtic. Yeah. So are you telling me his body has changed that much with age? No. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so Gomez and Lovren potentially centre-back tomorrow night? Why not? Yeah, I'd imagine so. I wouldn't mm. play the keeper either. I know Philip won't agree with me, but I, I, would, I wouldn't play the keeper either. I'd, I'd give the Spanish lad a run. He's, I mean, he did nothing wrong. He's yeah. a better. He is a better. Uh, I just get. The, I just get Alisson. the feeling with Allison. He needs. He, he just needs. He needs games. He needs, yeah. games. God, he needs a bit of momentum. Course, he, yeah. he, 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 do, he doesn't. To me, he doesn't feel one hundred percent at the moment. Allison. Phil, did you think Allison was bad for that goal weekend? No, as a keeper. No. Ex- what could he have done? No. Mm. So close to him. Exactly. The, he done well to get uh, a leg on it. Yeah. The the, the 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 difference is you're saying is that he saved a lot of them last year. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. the Napoli like, one. But hang on, Gar. His save percentage last year. I'll give it to I'm just asking you. Don't fucking push me. <laughs> <laughs> His save percentage last year was 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 the highest in the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and that like eventually you revert to the main, and him reverting to the main is still saving at a rate that's above the top five yeah, in the yeah. world right you're talking the, the him and O'Black have the have the, the most ridiculous 80 plus percentage and save rates for the last four or five seasons and he's still running at that level the difference was he was near 90% last year yeah. mm. goals sure, against us yeah. the expected goals against us and I hate using these make you upset but not XGA the expected <laughs> goals against we out we outdid expected goals against primarily to what he was doing yeah. right? because his stuff is off the fucking yeah, charts. Yeah. So to get a, are you saying with this? No, because he's still the step up from Adrian that we had. Yeah, he's still saving stuff routinely that other goalkeepers make big saves from. Like the, I just think he, he almost yeah. needs a, a you know a standout save just to almost kind of get us it back in that. But yeah, it's he's back sort of Ray, thing, you know. Think about him. He didn't get think, many opportunities but, to do but it. Not like, even but. that. It's not, it's not that he doesn't get many opportunities. He simplifies goalkeeping yeah, so I much. Know. Right. I know. His, position, he never, his, his positioning is so good. The Villa, yeah. His, yeah, his basics the Villa game, are so he good. He comes yeah. off and he makes that clear, the, the, yeah. the clearance. And, and, the, and he's true on goal. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Someone's true the on amount, goal. The amount of sweeping he does behind yeah. the back, so he doesn't have to make the saves. There's one that he comes down to the first half where Henderson underplays yeah. the ball. Not only does he beat the player, he slides out to make it look like he's going to bury it down the field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right as he goes to connect, he pulls his foot oh, slightly man. back and then plays the ball back to Henderson. Henderson yeah. turns and turns out of danger. Yeah, he's smart. Do, do you know, mm. like, these are the type of things that are huge. Mm. In the Tottenham game, the save from Son at 1 0 yeah. is immense. Mm, yeah. It's immense. He cuts it, but he also makes that. Your point, right? Another goalkeeper has to spread, dive, get himself across the goal, and push it wide, right? Well, another mm. goalkeeper wants that. Like if you look at Gazaniga yeah. in our game, he's hesitating. His footwork is terrible, so he has to make that yeah. save. Yeah. The, the the strike from Alexander Arnold, for example, I thought another goalkeeper is positioned probably mm. a little bit behind that, and maybe he's grabbing it, or maybe he's pushing it more. You know, some you know, Philip, you were a goalkeeper and you were a bloody well, good one, I'd say. You're bloody well, good one. But you, 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 <laughs> but you but you did you did the, the fundamental stuff right. You went into this, I'm gonna jump into the corner. No, and you, you moaned at the lads. Yeah, I moaned at the lads, yeah. I used to put we, fundamental well, dark arts, used to beat fellas up well, the whole well, lot. This is no joke. But how many times have you seen Everton buy a goalkeeper for 30 million or someone because he was great with a relegated side? Mm. I'm always wary about those signings. Yeah. Because these, Mind these you, we lads, got, we, that was 
that was Migs in a way, wasn't it? You yeah, know, but, but, that, that, but that didn't turn out well. That no. was stunning. It, it's stupid. And I've said this in here. When we're talking, yeah, the only if you're a top tier team, you buy a goalkeeper no, nine times out of team time out of another league where he's been playing top tier. Like in that Roma, league. like Allison yeah, was, yeah, because mm. they're used to not doing much. Yeah, and then Won't when they do something, on when they have to exactly yeah. the one I go back to Allison because Klopp alluded to it as well last year, and Klopp more or less said it last year, right? Well, Allison makes it incredibly difficult just look normal, and he says that's what people don't realise. He's making stops that other fellas are pulling off worldies to because mm. he's just all he does position is, is that, it's, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. I always go on about the hair. Oh, he's great. Ken Gordy, friend of mine, you know Ken. Now he's a bit, he's <laughs> a bit, okay. he's a bit, you know yourself, but. Ken will say, oh, he's terrible. And I'm like, how can you say that? Because if he had done this, this and this before that, he wouldn't have to do that. And he's got a point. Mm-hmm. He's right. And that's the sort of keeper you were. And people used to go, oh, he's not, he's not that great. You know, but you'd say, okay, if I, if I make sure, if I talk first, if I get the ball to feet, if I come and claim early, if I take it here instead of having to take it back there. Some of these lads are spoofers. Making themselves look great by, with their position and being wrong. I used to say the same when we signed Javier Mascherano. I remember going to watch him and people saying, Oh, he's a great, let's see him in the tackle. But if his passing was better, he wouldn't be in that fucking tackle. So, pardon my language, he wouldn't be in that, in that tackle. Don't worry, Pete, there's been a lot worse in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, big time. So, look, tomorrow, the, <coughs> so, I mean, the approach really, for my, for my mind, is you rest. Three or four. Three or four chances of max. Yeah, right and you have a very strong bench just in case things are going a little bit tits up. As long as it's not up, Salzburg, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as Salzburg don't rock up yeah. to Anfield again with their yeah, army well, of fans well, 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 and their plastic bags. Do you see your two men who got the wrong place? Oh, like yeah. in a freebie at Anfield tomorrow night? Really? Yeah. The two fellas who went, oh, to, they to, went Gent to Gent instead of Genk. They're getting yeah. a freebie, are they? Yeah, yeah. Standard Chartered now have them in, the, in their box in the tomorrow box. as guests of honour. Because the two so fucking... Laugh think about this, right? Wow. They're too thick to know where they're going. Yeah. And because they're being... This is the problem with modern society. Your award stupidity. We're fucking <laughs> boxes. Do you know where they need to go tomorrow? Oh, yeah, they need to rock up a good assembly. You want to go to Gang? What's the story? There you go. Where's this box? Oh, they, if they do that, they might get an invite to the final. Might they, they get a season right? ticket if they turn up at Goodison? <laughs> oh, God, anyone who turns up at Goodison gets a season ticket these days. <laughs> yeah. Right. So and, and I'm not going to slag off Andre Gomez because that was it no, was that, was horrific. that was horrific. Wish him the best. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Can't no one likes to see that. Mm. Um, right. Predictions for tomorrow, Pete. I'll start with you. I think we win it three zero. Three zero. Gar Gomez and Lovren three one. We win. My God, three one. You can see it with them. Phil, I think I, I, yeah, we win. We probably, if he doesn't start Van Dyke, you're probably conceding two goals. So we might, it might be a three two or a four two or something like that. You think that lot have two goals? There could be a, there could be a backdoor push by Genk. <laughs> three one up and then they get like the second one in the seventies. Yeah, we do get lazy. Nervy. Some of our players get bored. Yeah. Then they, then, then they come at us to try to get the equaliser and then we catch them on the break about the eighty seven minute. Yeah, and I was might spot- be a mad shout that because you see that some of these crazy score lines in in in, uh, in in the European Cup, particularly in Anfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we do, we, we, and it has happened, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. To you, like, yeah. it's it's the old backdoor push. You're three one up, and you think yeah. to yourself, right, this is in the bag. Next minute to get two, and it, it, like you're like, oh shit. And mm. then we have to go, and they come at you. But what happens is they come at you. Then they leave the space open, space. and then we five just, three. Then yeah, five three. I'm going to go. I with love, five I love three. when teams attack us. It's great. 
Mm. Told you last week, Ray, 9-7, we win it on penalties against I know, the, it was like, on course at one stage, <laughs> Phil, <laughs> against the Arsenal. It was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's terrible when there's less goals scored in a penalty shoot, uh, shootout than in the match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five-hour on penalties, it's five-hour in 90 minutes. Around, so Phil's going to say this is going to be about 9-8 no, and yeah. it's going to yeah, be penalties. Yeah. Yeah. So look, the better... Right, tomorrow, as much as I'm looking forward to watching this game tomorrow, I can't stop thinking now about this Manchester City, Manchester City game on Sunday. I thought it was absolutely hilarious on Saturday, uh, Pep's reaction when they score to go 2-1, and he knows that we're dropping points, or in his mind he thinks mm. we're dropping points. Mm. And obviously the realisation by the time he's in front of the camera for match of the day, mm. he's like... He's so down in the mouth. It's unbelievable. It's great. I mean, it went through my mind that they could be walking away from Anfield, uh, as predicted by Phil a top few weeks league. ago, top of the league. Yeah. Thankfully, we know that's not going to happen now. But like, how much are you looking forward to that game? To, on to be Sunday? honest, it's funny you allude to Pep Guardiola. I mean, people talk about. I know Philip is not his biggest fan, and he has me thinking about it. And you know, for me, he's a good coach. However. The fatal flaw he has, and it's part of his makeup from where he's from. Um, Catalonia is a very rich place. They're yeah. very, very wealthy people. And this whole dispute over what's going on in Spain, Spain. It, it reflects in the people. These are people that contribute, Catalonia contributes to 26% of the GDP of Spain. Okay. So it's not that they want freedom or that they're oppressed. They want things their own way. They want their money. Pep is a little bit spoiled. So he's got that in him, mm -hmm. and he's also got the fact that he was raised at Barcelona, you know, played four team football at eighteen, won everything, you know, became a manager. I know he had a spell of pressure where you know that was just a holiday. Yeah, but became a manager. You know, all of these jobs like they were handpicked from. This is a man that is not accustomed to being challenged, mm. and all of a sudden, every single week, not only is he being challenged on on paper. The big competition that he needs to win is being won very well and dramatically against his hometown club, practically, mm. by Liverpool, mm. his biggest rival. Mm. And now, all of a sudden, the league, you know, he finds himself six points. This is, this is something he's not used to. Yeah. So what you're seeing now with Pep Guardiola is who he really is. He's, he's, the mask is off. Who he really is. Mm. You know, how he really reacts. You know, it, it takes an awful lot of stoicism to stand there and have... You know, yeah, be like Klopp, big smile, doesn't matter where you are. He doesn't have that in him. He's no. just used to winning. And to be honest, I think you're seeing the real thing. This is, is a great moment for us. They have two, they don't have a centre-half to mm. play. They don't have a recognised defensive. This is a chance to put this away, put this to bed. The, mm. the, the, on the Pep thing, every time he's got to the third season and every club he's been at, he's turned into a petulant little bitch. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but we already seen... No, we has. But we seen start, the that's start it. of it last season, though, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. He was getting really, this really is, upset with the fact that we were we were taking that limelight away from them winning that league. They are all imbued in the Louis van Gaal methodology three years and move. Mm. Three years and move. The, Va, Mourinho is one of them. Mm. Guardiola is one of them. Because the idea is that you implement your you implement your plan, you real you bring it to its fruition, execute and, it, and you get out before things turn sour for you. Mm. Because that's how you maintain your reputation. Mm. With Guardiola, you're looking at the Juventus gig that's sitting there, and I'm sure he's looking at it going, "Well, if I don't win the Champions League this year with City, I go to Juventus, and they've got all the money in the world again, and I can go and do something there, and I can win. I'll have won Germany." 
England, Spain, mm-hmm. Italy, mm-hmm. and then there's France that's left. There's after PSG that. left, isn't there? Yeah. But this, this, yeah. this is my yeah, point. Yeah. Why right? would you want to yeah. do that? Oh, he, he is not. Never. You know, his coaching techniques and all are great, right? You see him and the way he gets teams to play, and I, I've, I've absolutely no issues with that. I, I totally believe he's an over. He's overrated in terms of what he's achieved because all he's done is achieve par based on the money he spent mm. in every club that doesn't have Lionel Messi in it. Mm. That's all he's done. Mm. He, hasn't, uh, he hasn't overachieved. He, they brought him to Bayern Munich to win more than one Champions League trophy. Mm. They just came off the back of a treble winning season, which included <coughs> the Champions League. Champions League. Didn't win it. Henkes, yeah. They brought him to City. And that was, the, that was a terrible thing for him. For Henkes to win that Champions I'm sure someone like Pep was sitting there going, bollocks. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that was a huge... He wanted to bring the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Right, and so they brought him in, and it, and it was it was to retain it or to win it again. Failed, right, mm-hmm. and, and failed badly. He's gone to City. They brought him <coughs> into City as the greatest manager ever, right, or the greatest coach ever, and to deliver a Champions League trophy. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't got near it. Mm-hmm. This, and to me, I think he himself, at after three years, becomes mentally tired with the club and everything around it because. Mm-hmm. It's he, he believes that he's not going to achieve the challenge when he's there. I'll be I'll be um, stunned if he's still at City next season if they don't win the Champions League. Stunned yeah. if they win the Champions League, he might stay on with a view to trying to retain Try the Champions to win League again, and, yeah. and prove and have that he some could, kind of legacy. Yeah, yeah, some some real. But if they don't win the Champions League. I'd say, like, I'd be surprised if if his, if like you move it or have aren't already around his gaff packing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fair point, but again, it speaks more to his character than anything he's learned from Van Gaal. Mm. You know, for me, this is a man. Like I said, to you, he's used to getting his own way. Doesn't get his own way. He's gone. It's the, I live there. I've lived in Bar- I've been living in Barcelona for six years. You see, I it all know what they like. You. See mm. the way they are. I mean, it's I come from Ireland where. Obviously, we know our history. We know the struggles that we had. You know, for example, our political prisoners in 1981 went to prison and starved themselves to death. That's how they made their point. Their political prisoners, well, they're not political prisoners. The people that they claim are political prisoners. Um, they, they go to Belgium, you know, and they, they have plenty of money. They're not, you know, the ones that do go to prison go to a country club prison. They have no idea what it is to sacrifice, mm. nor are they interested in it. This is all a big lie about money. Mm. So they don't get what they want. They say, we're not going to, we're going to put a halt in the political process. He is cut from that cloth. That's who Pep Guardiola is. The point you make is true. Very, very true. But the reasoning behind it, the rationale behind it is as soon as anyone makes noise, if Caldeon or any of them make noises behind the scenes of the club of anything less than the ultimate satisfaction with Pep, if Pep is not seen, doesn't feel like he's been treated like the greatest manager ever lived, he will walk. Mm. He will go. And that'll be music to our ears, I think, won't it? Because well, just well, not really, because I'd worry about the next one. Because these guys, have, <laughs> maybe they come after club. You know, you, everybody has a price in this game. Yeah. You know? And yeah, with those kind of resources, anybody be tempted. Well, mm. it, it, you know, on this, this is why I think it's important. If we, if you know, the, the outside of the Champions League, the Real Madrid Champions League final season, right? Yeah. Um, I thought they dominated us over the two games last year and we, we were lucky that Mario oh, scores yeah. that penalty yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I know we have the overline over line incident. Yeah, we had, our, we had our opportunity. We had a, a, a small window in that game where we could have... Yeah, we but we, we certainly didn't show the level of dominance we had over them as we did in the Champions League. Yeah, Absolutely, that yeah. Was final yeah. We completely caught them blindsided yeah. there. Like we, the other games feel as well, the club went and played <laughs> a very, very safe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 
that side that we're used to watching yep. this season at times. And, we and can't last play. Year, we were yeah. very, very safe. Uh, but I still think I think this, an element of this comes into the weekend. Well, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to get into picking teams and stuff because it's very hard given we don't know what could happen tomorrow night and stuff yeah, like that, right? Any, any injuries but or whatever, yeah. Just on a, I, the approach and the historic approach of Klopp to games like this, when we're in a position where we are, we're six of points. strength. I'll go mm. back to my point, right? Mm. You don't lose at the weekend. Mm. You maintain. And you're six points. But do you think we're capable of, that's the one thing about Liverpool, do you, cap- do you think Liverpool are capable of playing not to lose? Sometimes I don't. We've well, been play- we've they been kind playing- of have a whole traffic for the yeah. last two seasons, <laughs> so, you know. I, I, I think we've been playing rope-a-dope for most of the season. Mm. Well, we haven't played tremendously well. No, no, no. I, th- I think we've been more likely, we, we've enjoyed it more when teams have actually when come at us and then we've been able to play over the top and on the counter. Yeah. The amount of top, we play a lot of long ball football. Shh, whisper it, whisper it. No, we do. We do. It, but it's, it's yeah. long passes. <laughs> yeah, it's not just yeah, exactly. It's not just hoof up to the big man. Yeah. And well, play the Bayern game downs. last year was complete long yeah. ball. But we do, you look, you look, the way our, way our, an awful lot of our players set up, and go, you're, you're talking about the fullbacks going mm-hmm. from side to side, mm-hmm. right? But they're 60, 70 yard crossfield balls. Yeah. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the aim of the game is that you, f- you, get, you pull as much of the play into one section of the pitch and you do a quick switch mm, which transition. releases yeah which releases your full back or one of the players out far side and you get, an overlo- you get an overload you get an overload of far side using the pace yeah, of, the, yeah. of the lads around it. and you think the amount of times we switch to play quickly get, get, got the early cross and the fellas are waiting in the box for for, for it's how we scored like, at City last year I thought that was the goal of the season oh, the most, I think there was four 50 yard balls oh, in yeah. that in that in that move alone, and mm. that's why Fabinho is integral because yeah. he's able to play the 25, 25 yard ball in the centre mm. of the park mm. to the weaker side. Mm. What we don't credit him enough is the vision that he has when he has the ball at his feet. Mm. He's not just playing a 25, 25 yard pass. He's looking to see which side is overloaded. Mate, when I see him, I see Gary McAllister. Yeah, I see Patrick Vieira when he's in the tackle. I mean, I wouldn't want to be on the the Ryan. Do you see that? What he hit. The, the kid from Manchester United the diving kid what's his name Daniel James, James. you see the James challenge James. he, he Jamie, hit him Jamie make he hit every armor. part Regen. of his that was like a, a gridiron Regen challenge James. but it was legal I mean he just it was legal he just smashed, smashed him, him yeah. Suarez, who, who, Suarez who was no shrinking violet get fired in he would have been off with his arse yeah. <laughs> although there's no law in the game about being hit with an arse no, <laughs> there will be. But has, it's not but reckless. But it has it's everything. funny. He, he has a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Mascherano and Alonso rolled into one. Oh, don't get me started about Mascherano. Him, the, I, the, 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 the one question I have for you is, um, and then Ray, you can because I need to go home and edit this. <laughs> <laughs> but the form of Salah, it's been mentioned. I st- I think he's carrying a knock. Yeah, he must have been carrying on mine, Phil, because it was going to be my next question. He's a worry at the moment, isn't he? Like, will a week off be enough for him to be able to come out all guns blazing? He doesn't play tomorrow. Oh, he won't play tomorrow. No, his ankle. He's gone over his ankle. I think we're trying to. The the club is trying to downplay it a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, maybe I don't know what's legal now. Injections wise, it's it's the measure of the man that he wants to play through it. But sometimes, sometimes you're better off taking two or three weeks. And coming back 100% yeah. than trying to play through and taking six weeks to come back to 100%. And yeah. you just get the feeling that everything is that little half a second slower than what it normally is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He was even struggling a little bit before the injury, to yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, was like a player who has about five things going on in his head at the moment. Yeah. There, was a, there was a recovery wound which someone last week and someone just buries him to it. He looks sluggish. Mm. I've often said he looks like he has cement in his feet at the moment. Mm. But he's also got this thing going on with the Egyptian FA again. Mm. So he looks like a guy who's got 
things going off as well as carrying that injury. happens it happened them last year as well uh, when the image right thing mm. so it looks like there's a cup there's a the five things going on in his head mm. because he doesn't look yeah he doesn't look happy he looks miles off the pen yeah. I was brilliant by the yeah. way last week he's yeah very easy, but mm. um, he just looks like he's got a hundred different things going on in his head at the yeah. moment I mean, well, he's the, he, again the, the, the balance is he's the big moment player yeah. mm. the balance is that he's the big moment player it's like Mane they're both these moment players and even when, when things aren't going right for them they pop up with those crucial goals. Yeah. So he could be having a mare for 78 minutes and he'll give an assist to Firmino and he'll bury it one from, yeah. from the, the left or right-hand corner. Mm. So you, you've got, like, it must be very hard for a manager to leave him out. Yeah. Because even... But it was so telling though, wasn't it? Like, he, when he come he comes off so early, you know, we're in such a dire position against Aston Villa and the first thing that went through my mind was, my God, we need the goal. It mu- like, he must be really bothered by this. Three over, by this very angle, overhead you know? passes to Mane. Mm. Mm. The man in the motorbike to get onto. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But the big Divock comes in and he just he tears it up. Well, <laughs> like, if, if you're going to move things around and maybe give Bobby a, a rest or something like that, I'd love to see Divock. I'd love to see, I'd actually love to see Brewster in that front three with Firmino and Mane. I have a problem with Brewster. To be honest with you, yeah, I'll tell you what it is. Bar's name. In, yeah, yeah, Rian, <laughs> close to the ball. Now, I remember, he looks the t- type of player that, if, if you remember the 90s, that type of off-the-shoulder striker, but nothing else. I don't see any strength there. I don't see, I know he's young, I don't see those intelligent runs where you go, geez, you know, he's going to be no, I do, I do. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Last week against Arsenal. He was getting hammered, right? And he mm-hmm. did so much dirty work. He won over three headers against the centre halves. He was he was dragging the fence. But can I ask you a question? Is, Let is me ask you a question. What's he great at? What's he great? Yeah, I haven't seen him. enough of him, really. Yeah, I, I mean, for I, me, when I saw Bobby Firmino the first time, great awareness and a fabulous. I just thought he was a fabulous header of a football. Salon and Manny. Pay, it's more obvious. I just don't see anything in. But he's one of oh, those do. players. Oh, yeah, and what is, what is seeing him is. A lovely smile. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you cannot feel the hard done boy by a man with a lovely smile. But to be honest, with you, what I do see is also lovely eyes. <laughs> but, <laughs> I need to see an eye for goal. I need to see an eye for goal. I want to see a home. But that is <laughs> just that aggression. Maybe it's a bit of red meat, you know. The last thing. The last thing. <laughs> <laughs> The problem with someone like Brewster is you don't want him to disappear into the Solanke mold, right? And the Solanke mold was he looked great in pre-season. It looked like he had all the tools, but it just never translated into competitive matches. So I can understand why... He got a great goal there, though, didn't he? He Yeah, got a great goal. But but you you can see why Klopp was holding him back a bit and probably nervous to throw him in because the last thing you want to do is throw him into a couple of first-team games and it not happening and yeah. the goal not coming and then all yeah. of a sudden he's questioning himself when he goes onto the pitch and like you're saying he's saying to himself then actually am I a striker here or am I meant to be a yeah. 10 or what, yeah. what am I meant to do it's like what happened with Woodbourne Woodbourne was exposed too early and he doesn't even know what type of player nobody knows is he a, is he a centre back so, no, so. like, this, this, this is what happens sometimes with yeah. players because he comes in as an attacking midfielder then becomes a centre midfielder then he's a winger and the problem I tell you the big problem we're going to have is attracting a top level centre forward or a top an attacking player because they're all even I'm worried about getting this team of wearing our deal across because I think Liverpool are negotiating because you're thinking if, if I'm him I'm thinking am I going to get in there 
You should stop talking to Duncan Castle with your fucking. No, well, no, but, no, but seriously, you, I know you don't fancy him, but we need someone. He hasn't got a smile as nice as Brewster. We need, need someone. on the phone. Tier three is. We've got. We've got Divock, and that fella gives us enough joy. Well, you're you're coming, it, I, yeah, I know. So Divock, I think Divock probably plays tomorrow, doesn't he? It's his old boyhood club and whatnot. I and Harvey Nichols plays tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think we see him on the bench and I think if, if the game's going to plan and with with two or three goals up, I think he might you might see Harvey Elliott get 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 a run Champions League game at Anfield be good for him. Cool. So um I'm gonna ask for a pred- gonna close this up by asking for a prediction for the big game on Sunday. Pete, I'm gonna say. Uh, and we're gonna be watching it, by the way. What's your Barcelona. yeah in a bar, or do you yeah. watch it at home? There's, a, there's actually a bar in Salou, Shankly's. That when they're big, okay. go down, yeah. go down and watch them there. So excellent. I'm gonna sc- I'm say we're gonna start your pub, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Paisley's. Bill Paisley. I'm gonna say two one to us. Just two one, yeah, yeah. tight one. Yeah. Gar, one all, one all draw, yeah. Build the dream, the Bob Shankly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Phil? Uh, I, I, do you know what, right? I just don't know. Like, I, I actually, I'm, I'm really nervous about this one. Everyone deserves to be uh, nervous, I tell you. It's huge. So they've no recognised centre-half partnership. I know. That's I know, where, that's where I know, I know what you're saying, but it just, this game is different. All that goes out the window. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I want to see us win it, and I'm hoping that we can. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a clean sheet out as well because nobody's expecting us to keep a clean sheet. Mate, right? he's no. going to play from uh, Fernandinho centre half. Mm. For me, nailed on, nailed on to be in in, in happy territory. Right? But it's the only fella that gets a it's gets I, I, a for, you know, the reason why the, the reason why I'm mm. saying it is I think tactical fouling. I'm just hoping that it is. I hope we get the one 0 and we go nine points clear because I think for the team mentally. Last year we had that opportunity to go ten clear. I know they had a game in hand, but we had an opportunity to yeah. go ten clear, and we yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was a false narrative last year. It was it, a little. It, bit, we were only yeah. ever four points clear. No, but like, mm. it isn't. It isn't because you, you do. Ha- you are seven. Mm. You've got a chance to go ten, even though you've got a, a game in hand, yeah. right? Which is seven. Goes back to seven. It goes back to seven. Mm. Instead, you lose. And it goes from seven, seven to, to four, four, and they have the game in hand, and that takes it to one, one. and that ultimately yeah. makes it so tight mentally. And if you're a team yeah. that's won the league, yeah. you're saying we we'll get that down to one, should yeah, we? We'll yeah, pull that yeah. back in. Yeah. If we go six to nine on the back of this, yeah, it hurts them because they go into they go to play Chelsea the following weekend. Yeah, I know. And we go to play. Brighton. And in fairness, these comments from Guardiola, I mean, I wouldn't even give a team talk. I would just stick those comments on the wall. Mm. See, they don't. They don't put them on the wall. They bring in the video, right? <laughs> yeah. and they just put. They just press play and let them talk. Yeah. Let them talk. Say, look, show him up. Mm. Yeah, prove prove him right. Mm. Prove him right. Prove him all the mm. things that you're saying there. Prove him right, mm. and show him what the team you are because mm. you are the best team in the world. Did I get a prediction? Mm. One nil. I said. Oh, okay. I think we. I think this is this. This is the stand up moment. Mm. Lose this. Mm. And all, they bring all the questions into round heads. Mm. Win it, and in your own head, you're saying, "Right, this is how we get to the end of the season, yeah. winning this." Because their next six and our next six, and we, you must remember, we've played. Have we played all the time? We have. Four? We've done seven. The seven, including Leicester. After we've we played, got all that we've got. After we've we played City, they've only done two. They've done Leicester and Spurs, and they've got five. They to haven't play. played Leicester. What? They haven't who, played who Leicester. They played, they've they've played, played Spurs. And they played somebody else. Don't think so. No, they played all the no, they teams. have. They definitely played two. They played Chelsea. It was in. It was in. It was on the 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 thing where the awards are. 
the thing I, with the I can't think. Anyway, well, I think we win three one, right? I think I think that's confident. Mm, mm, I think it'll be two one, and I think we'll get a late Why? goal and, and seal it. Why? I just think I just think we are better than City now. I, I fundamentally get this feeling we are better than City, and I think. You know the weakness that they've got at the back will be exposed. I think I we will expose them. I think it'll be telling. Yeah. I think you know. I think Edison has pulled off some worldies this season. He's 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 made some amazing. Well, look, he's made some amazing saves. Southampton got done. I hate when people do this. Southampton got done nine zero. I know yeah, that can happen yeah. to anyone, but. City made hard work in mm. them. Is the it? They did. And I don't think, as much as we've struggled a little bit, I don't think they're in the greatest of form. To be mm. honest with you, either. And they they literally. They they don't they don't have any plan B's up the sleeves, so do you know what I mean. So I I think we win. The, so there's only one weak person in here who's who's predicted a. But I'm going to make a real theoretical shout here for the closing question, and that is if we win on on Sunday and we go nine points clear, does that mean we're going to win the league? It's done. That means it's done. At nine, you don't listen. Uh, Philip, you know, Philip made the point best te- team in the world. Not sure, but you don't get to the level that we're at and not and not build on a nine point lead. Mm-hmm. We might finish nine points ahead of Manchester yeah. City, but it's for me, it's done then. It's too big a gap because it's, it's uh, too much damage in their camp, mm. too much confidence in ours. I, I can't see us them better than us by three plus results, mm. which is what they'd have to do. So if we can get Twins still be what twenty six games to go. It's a lot of games, isn't it, Gar? If you look at my my fancy football team now, there's no. champions twenty twenty. Okay. And as a football man, and yeah. Joe Walsh, Joe Walsh will adhere to this because yeah. me and Joe Walsh are football men. <laughs> we are will you fucking come on and just get <laughs> it out, Phil? And I'm doing this because Phil wants. Do we win it? We win it. Okay, Phil. I've already told you. Just wrap the fucking thing up. I need to Do we win it? it? Nine points clear. <laughs> I already told you one nil. Would you just come on? Do we win it if we're nine points the clear the league? I'm not getting into the league talk until <laughs> May the 27th. <laughs> I told you this. Come on. Right, we're going to wrap Thank up. I reckon we win this game this weekend and it is, as Pete says, done. Yeah? It's not going Pete on That is the club. We'll be back next week to celebrate Liverpool's <laughs> league <laughs> title win 2020. I won't. Phil will be otherwise, you know, he'd be, he'd be languishing in, you know, his Bears doom and all that goes with that. Mitch Trubisky and all that goes with that. So anyway, look, we'll be back next week. Over and out. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know, being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Sports Social Podcast Network.